It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. And a good Saturday morning to you folks live off of Peachtree Street. This is the Lawn and Garden Show on WSB. Ashley Frasca filling in one more time for Walter Reeves. Very happy, very fortunate to be with you. And I am joined in studio by Joe Lample, a good friend, a TV host, an author. So good to have you back. It's great to be here, Ashley. You have been busy. (laughs) You have been so busy. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, Growing a Greener World, yeah. which we love seeing you on. And yeah. if you can't see it here in Georgia, you can go on growingagreenerworld.com. Yeah, yeah. Watch all the episodes there. And then I see my mama yesterday, <laughs> and she brings me this lovely Georgia magazine, oh. which is put out by all the EMCs. Yeah. And she brings this over, and she's like, Joe Lample, isn't this who's going to be on the show with you tomorrow? And I went, oh, my God, let me see that. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> so, how exciting. If you want to put a... a face to the voice just go check your mailbox today yeah yeah it was, it's fun i have to i have to say it's fun because people that you lose touch with over time find me in their mailbox this week and that's kind of the lead-in for a facebook message or oh, something absolutely. like that and it's fun i've caught up with some people that i haven't spoken with in over well a while let's just say that <laughs> don't no aging yourself here it's okay. yeah but we uh, uh one of my buddies that was in my wedding actually who i haven't spoken with in a couple decades um, contacted me after seeing that, and we're going to have lunch next week. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. See, social media, I mean, yeah. imagine, had this come in my mailbox 20 years ago, I just, oh, Joe, it's good to see him, man, I've lost touch with him, mm-hmm. and that would be that. But now, like you said, they jump on Facebook, they jump on Twitter, and they're able to actually let you know they've seen Yeah, this. yeah. Great. I love that. Very, very cool. Mark, I was Mark Zuckerberg knew what he was doing. Yeah, right? I think he's on to something there with that the Facebook kind of thing. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, Joe Lample and I both very active on social media. I actually tweeted a picture of some of the things we're going to be talking about today. So you can follow me at Ashley Frasca WSB. I'm on Facebook as well. And Joe, what's your Twitter handle? I know I follow you. At Joe Gardener. Yes. Tell mm-hmm. us about the Joe Gardner franchise for people who aren't yeah. as familiar with your personality, your name Joe Lample, but where did the Joe Gardner come from? I have our good local national celebrity friend Joe Washington from HGTV shows, Groundbreakers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one Years ago when I was hosting DIY Networks Fresh from the Garden, the production company was putting on a party one night, and so... I was walking down the driveway to the party, and Joe Washington is in the driveway looking up at me coming down, and he goes, hey, here comes Joe Gardner. I thought, well, that kind of has a nice ring to it, you know, and this is back in the day where you could get a domain name .com, and it was available, right? Right. You didn't have to pay some little teenager for it. Yeah. (laughs) Thousands. Right. Right. So JoeGardner.com was available. I said, well, that, I'm just going to get that, you know? So I did, and then um, it kind of caught on. And one thing led to another, and then it became a trademark thing and all the other extensions we took. And it's been good, you know. So it's funny, since Growing a Greener World came about seven years ago, the focus has been that. But Joe Gardner has been neglected as a brand, but it doesn't ever go away because people resonate with that. And so we're going to – I'm actually, I'm glad you asked me that because in 2016, we're going to put a lot more emphasis back on the gardening side of what I do as opposed to not just environmental, but – Gardening with Joe Gardner. And so 
Well, and I I have one of your books over the fence, and yeah. that has the Joe Gardner. Yes, it does. You know, name on it. Yeah, so. yeah. So back back to more gardening. Uh, although that's Walter's space. Let's just give credit <laughs> where credit is due. But you know, there's we all could learn a little bit more. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that's why I have you here with me because <laughs> I can learn from you. We learn from the callers as well. They are uh-huh. excellent. Always come with good questions. And I think we are ready to hit the ground running because okay. the first caller that we always take every Saturday as you're very familiar is Nicole from Griffin. Hi, Hello, good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. What about you? Fine, fine. I just never met your guest. I know Joe Washington, though. Yeah, oh. Joe's a good guy. Yes, yes. And, he, is he still in the news, or he's just full-time gardener? Uh, well, he does a lot of corporate videos, I believe, and he does a lot of public speaking. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, there's not enough gardening shows to go around anymore, because he, he was and is a great host for a gardening show, but, um, you know, they're just not out there. Yes, yes. Uh, question is about uh, turnip green. Um, I did grow my own this year. I bought them at a farmer market, the root and the top. Uh, I only eat the root because uh, the top is uh, not my style, you know. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if um, who eats the top? Anyway, what animal? Because I had a bunch of them, and I put them, you know, near mm-hmm. to the compost. There's always animal at night that comes and eat it. Would a rabbit come and eat it, or a horse, or somebody? Uh, the the bottom part or the top part? The top part. Probably a rabbit. Okay, rabbit comes and eat it. Yeah. Um, is it torn, or is it uh, is it is it look like it's torn off, or is it more look like it's ripped off? Uh, it just is still dead. I was wondering if the rabbit's gonna come and eat it. You know. Well, what yeah. other animals come and eat it? Well, you know, the deers are always a suspect, you okay. know, and okay. gosh, what don't they eat, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and a lot of times they may not like it, but they're going to sample it. Okay. So okay. They're, you're going to find the damage, and they may not come back to it, but they're sure as heck going to try it. How okay. much damage would be too much? Because as we know, I mean, that's important to have the green leafy part above the ground to receive the sunlight, filter right. through the water, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, if I go out there and see that damage has been done, when should I really start to worry like this is going to be a lost cause? Probably only when it's almost all gone, because okay. they're pretty prolific in their foliage output, and it doesn't take long for a lot of new growth to come on. So I wouldn't worry about it unless it's... Unless you love your turnips. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a little bitty turnip I pulled off the ground, and I said, maybe uh, I left the tail, a little bit of green. If I put them in the ground, will they come back next year? Just an experiment. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. I, I've never tried that. I, I'm thinking more in terms of them probably not living through uh, summer. I, yeah. You know I, what, Nicole? I try everything. You need want. to try. You do. Yeah. You you know, like Ashley was just saying, we all learn from each other. I've never, went, you know, gone over a year with them. So you do that and let us know. Yes, yes. Uh, another experiment I made, this Larry Ope of mine mm-hmm. got uh, this um, rust thing yeah. every year. Uh, Very common. And last year, I don't like this rust because I think it's bad news. So last year, I've, I... Um, put a lot of uh, fertilizer on it and some good soil, mm-hmm. and this year, no rust at all. How about that? Yes, it strengthened I am so it. pleased, yes. Uh, well, it's pretty vigorous as it is, and it might have been environmental conditions that were more favorable this year, yeah. because a lot of times that is the reason why you end up with diseases on your plants, and one, you know, no two years are really the same. 
but uh, you might have invigorated it. It might have been nutrient deficient there, and you gave it what it needed, and it's yeah. thriving. Yeah. A lot of people will mow it over in the early spring and just give it a haircut once a year. Well, that's what I do every year, mm-hmm. and really particularly because I have weekend dust. That's all I do, Larry Oak, you know. Yeah. But this place, rust is never a good thing. Well, rust know? is almost a form of a fungus, right? Mm-hmm. So that does mean it's deficient in something that the plants weaken to be su- susceptible to a fungus, right? Well, that's one of the that's one of the causal effects of the disease is a less vigorous plant, for sure. And all the more reason why we always want to promote the health of our plants as naturally as possible. Well, and Nicole, with the turnip greens, do you always eat what you garden or not necessarily? Do you just grow things that you may not necessarily be interested in eating just to see how they go? Oh, I've just... I've Anything that today got over for me, it's fine. I just like to see stuff grow, and I eat most of it, too. You know, or if I don't, I give it away. It promotes healthier eating. But, yeah, it makes you feel good to give it away, too. If it's something you've grown and you're not going to eat, you share with someone. It makes you feel great to give it away. Mm -hmm. It really, I have to say. We got so much, you know, and, boy, this stuff multiplies like crazy. You know, like, pampagras needs to be divided. All stuff needs to be divided. Mm -hmm. So, uh Give it away. Oh, well, you've you've given me plenty of plants, which I so mm. appreciate. A few years ago, you gave me Dianthus, Nicole. That stuff is still growing strong. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, yes. So yes, pretty. Yes. Well, thank you so much for the call. You get back to your little kitty. And uh, we missed <laughs> National Cat Day. It was two days ago. Did you know that? This one is really talkative, I swear. The He's other hungry. Quiet, but this one <laughs> He's saying, what are you doing up at 6.15 in the morning? He made his radio debut today. I think that's great. Yes. No, I get, get them up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, Nicole's an early riser for mm. sure. Well, listen, Lucky thank you cats. so much for calling, and you take it easy, all right? Enjoy your day. We'll talk Bye, to you Nicole. soon. Bye. Bye. 404-872-0750. That's the number Nicole calls every Saturday morning, and you should call it too. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. Call us with your lawn and garden questions here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 624 on a gloomy and eerie Halloween Saturday. Scott Maxim playing the music as he did for the outdoor show. The music was fantastic. You got a little X-Files in there. I was creeped out driving in. <laughs> this is what I do. <laughs> I've totally. actually, I've got like this whole mental list of all this Halloween-y kind of things I'll be playing. So and You and I totally talked about dressing up and we both failed miserably. I am at least wearing my black and orange. If you put big triangles on my chest i would look you like would a look giant like a pumpkin. pumpkin now i did wear black and orange yesterday so i get credit there today okay, I'm i give you props. as a georgia fan does that does that work sure be a georgia fan that's cool go dogs Woof. and i wanted to ask joe lample mm. our guest in studio about that i know you went to fsu yeah so i'm hoping and correct me if i'm wrong you do root for the bulldogs because you do not like the gators is that correct you nailed it. Sorry, yes. Gator friends, but I have two favorite teams, and that's Florida State and the other team that plays Florida. So, Excellent. You know, that's Good. how it goes. And but then we have Mickey Gatorade. The Gators understand the that. They, they understand that same thing with Florida State. Yeah. Is that the enemy of my enemy kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you root for whoever's going exactly. against your enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my two favorite NFL teams, the Falcons and whoever beats up the Saints. <laughs> See? Exactly. That's there you how go. this works. And then Mickey Gasway in the mix of the show as well, always oh, a yeah. roll-tied Alabama <laughs> fan, so that got a little messy a few weekends ago. But 
We we all we all love it. And yeah. speaking of the lineup today is bulldog centered. Of course, we're here with you until nine o'clock here on the Lawn and Garden Show. Home Fix It. Dave Baker comes up nine to eleven thirty. He's knocked off about half an hour early so that we can bring you UGA football pregame live from Jacksonville, Florida. And then of course the Bulldogs versus the Gators at three thirty. You want to stay tuned to WSB all afternoon. Don't miss a minute of the game. We hope it's going to be a good one. Four zero four eight seven two. 0750 is the number. Quickly, we have time for David. Good morning, David. Ah, hello. I'm glad my cats didn't hear about National Cat Day. There would have been demands. <laughs> oh, totally. That's why we bring it up after the fact, and they just don't even know they missed it. <laughs> Very good. It's a dog. There's a dog in the background instead. That's right. Well, David, yeah, what can we do for you? Uh, yeah, I just discovered that uh, they're commercially available uh, persimmons. And I was interested in what are the options on getting a persimmon tree because uh, there are apparently two kinds, like a long persimmon and a tomato type persimmon commercially. I don't know much about persimmons um, as far as this availability here. Have you been sourcing them? Have you tried to source them yet? Well, I, I've, I've found you know them available for sale, but I can't find out a lot of information about them. And I just happened to run across them at the grocery store this past week, and they're uh, they're very distinctive tasting. And, yeah. Uh, Interesting. Well, David, what I would recommend, too, um, is going to um, the UGA Extension Office website. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but when you Google UGA Extension, they've got so many publications, and they are up to date as well about persimmons, where they're coming from, what are hardiest and best to grow here. So thank you. That is a great question. Got us thinking. 404-872-0750. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with your calls. Ashley Frasca, live on the Lawn and Garden Show. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Ashley Frasca live on WSB, filling in for Walter Reeves. This is the Lawn and Garden Show. We hope you're grabbing a cup of coffee and joining us on this early Halloween Saturday morning. Joe, I was asking you, are you going trick-or-treating tonight? (laughs) No, I'm not, because I have to sit back and receive any potential trick-or-treatees. Someone has to be home. Right, and I have to guard the candy, right? Oh, that's right. No, I'm not a big fan of setting the bowl out and having the sign take one, because let's face it, that Uh doesn't happen. Hello. Yeah. No, I <laughs> never, never was a big fan of that. As a kid, I was honest. Oh, I did take one. Uh, I, I believe it. Thought someone would tattle on me. So yeah. now I can remember, and I was going through pictures the other day. The earliest Halloween costume that I can remember wearing, I was Cookie Monster, and I was a cute Cookie Monster too, <laughs> with that plastic. Remember that old plastic mask <laughs> yeah. that just covered your right. face and you couldn't could barely breathe. breathe. Right? Do you remember your earliest Halloween costume as a kid? I was probably Casper oh, or something cute. like that. Yeah, with one of those plastic masks for sure. Yep, yep, yep. So hopefully a lot of good memories for the kids tonight. And the traffic side of me just wants to warn you, you know, please drive cautiously through the neighborhoods, the residential areas tonight. Parents have their hands full with all the excited kids. So you as a motorist kind of have a responsibility there to give yourself extra time and just plan on driving slow tonight. 404-872-0750, the number here on the Lawn and Garden Show. Taking your calls with Joe Lample, live in studio this morning. Up next, Rich from Marietta. Hi, Rich. 
Hey, Cookie, how are you? Oh, I love that. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, listening to the show. Uh, my first costume was Evil Knievel. Oh, oh. how cool. Wow. Was it actually like a manufactured costume, or did y'all put some stuff no, together to make it? it was plastic face mask with a little white thing in the blue and red, white, and blue stripes down the sleeves. You know? And you felt awesome, didn't you? Oh, of course. Oh, I mean, that's evil cool. Evil Knievel and okay. hero, you know, little superheroes. I mean, that makes kids feel like so powerful. I love it. Oh, Rich, thanks for awesome, sharing. That's awesome. really neat. Um, so anyways, let's get to the question. I have a yard, and I've called Walter about this a couple of times. It's a fescue yard that's turning over to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. But I have the last two years been suffocated with weeds, mm-hmm. especially chamber bitter oh wow i can't get rid of it it seems like every time i put any weed killer down it rains it washes it out it's fall now my bermuda's starting to go dormant which is the grass i'm more concerned about is there anything i can put down to kill this and continue to put down through the winter into the spring, and, you know, I know that i got to put a pre-emergence down, like, in uh, February and then again in May. Um, I just, I, I really need some help with this. So did let me just clarify. Did you say you, you're trying to promote fescue and the Bermuda's creeping, or vice? It would be that, right? Vice versa. So you have Bermuda. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, no, well, I had a fescue yard <laughs> okay. that Bermuda is kind of taken over. But now you, and I called you want to prom- a while ago, and he said the Bermuda's going to win unless yeah, you want to dig it up, go Bermuda. So you're right. going so that route. I, I, right. I've been, I've been kind of feeding the Bermuda and mm-hmm. putting seed down in you know, early June. But the, the weeds, I just, you know, in this chamber bitter is horrible. It's a horrible, horrible weed. It is a bad one. Um, the problem is Bermuda, you're getting ready to go dormant on Bermuda. Um, the chamber bitter, have, so you've put down, what, broadleaf weed killer on it? Have you broadcast it? Uh, yeah, I've, I've, everybody keeps telling me to get spray mm-hmm. over the hose. Yeah. And I'm, I'm more of a, a, a spreader kind of spreader guy but i you know i try the spray and i try you know and i i set the settings i i just can't get it i don't know if it's if if i'm putting it down and it rains too early i'm not really sure chamber bitter is just a really tough one to kill and i'm just not sure how to kill it and really it's it's almost a two-step process rich in that you know treating it when you see it when it's german or after it's germinated it's there in the lawn with roundup something like that now this is an ideal time though to really treat it in the bermuda because the bermuda is going dormant you're not going to harm that as much but the two-step process something with walter's website says 24d like a weed be gone product or something like that but it has to be repeated applications because that is so persistent but then getting ahead of it and doing a pre-emergent as well so do you do pre-emergent for the lawn to you know prevent the spring weeds from coming up i i do and i was told last year in spring to put it down in early february and then do it again mid-may because the chamber bitter actually seeds and grows later in the year than the other weeds. So right. I actually pre-emergence twice last year. Yeah, he's... Well, 
Uh, I'm trying to stay on it, and I'm yeah. trying to keep the cost down. You know, I'm, I'm doing it all myself, and, you know, my next step is actually hire somebody to come out and spray, you know, every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I just, just think I you need a... I think you need a pre-emergent and a post-emergent, and I would maybe try to put that pre-emergent down a little bit later. It may be that, you know, just in, in looking at what you've done and the cause and effect, I'm thinking maybe we go a little bit later, more of a traditional time for the pre-emergent, maybe more like March 1st, and you've kind of like gotten ahead of it and behind it maybe. And so okay. try that, and then and then you're going to have to go after it with uh, an active uh, pesticide, uh, herbicide like a broadleaf weed control atrazine or some other ones you can easily google that and find find ones that work and so just one more question for you though or one more thing to consider because you're a guy that likes to do the spreading right with a granular yes yeah i i I prefer that it's just everybody keeps telling me that it's not going to stick on the leaf now i did hear and correct me if i'm wrong that if i put some dish soap in my sprayer hose spray the yard with water and a little bit of dish soap, and then spread weed killer that it would stick to the weeds better. Well, okay. it, it's not really designed for that. They're, they've got two different purposes on how they work. Uh, I would I would quit bucking the system and try. You know, you want to get some results. I would try the spray because you're going to definitely have it translocate from the foliage into the roots, and you'll probably find quicker and more effective results. And, and I would just go with that this time and give it a try. There's two Absolutely. schools of thought on the dish soap thing. I mean, obviously, I see the point in having that kind of anti-greaser, you know, in the, yeah. in the Dawn soap that's going to break down any coating on the leaves or the weeds or whatever. But, I mean, really just using the And if the you're going to spray anyway with the soap, go ahead and just attach the ready-to-use bottle or the concentrate and just spray it on at the same time. Give it a go. I think you're going to be you're going to be happier with your results. Thank you, Joe, and thank you very much, Rich. Keep calling us. Like you said, you get great information here on the Lawn and Garden Show from Walter, so keep in touch. Let us know. 404-872-0750. Jack from Marietta. Good morning, Jack. Hey, good morning. How are you? Hey, good. Can you take us off speakerphone? Hold on. Okay. And in the meantime, Jack was calling you as a question about trimming back azaleas. Is that right? Yeah, the wife had me in the yard last night, and uh, the azalea bush has taken over the front island that's getting pretty above the windows. Do we cut that? When do we trim those back? Not now. You want right to wait until, I mean, it depends on if you want to uh, see blooms next year or not. If you're, if you're okay with not seeing blooms, you can cut it back now. But azaleas bloom on old wood. They form their buds on, on old wood. So if you're going to cut it back now, you're also going to be cutting off the buds that are there that are going to produce the flowers next spring. This is innately the time of year when people want to clean things yeah. up and prune things back and just get everything nice and prepared for the winter. But the mistake gardeners make too, pruning something this time of year that flowers in the spring like that, mm-hmm. you're almost sending a message to it going, oh, I'm going to put out new growth a new, and then it's going to get winter damage right. and that just kind of opens up a door you don't want to go down. Well said. It, there's two reasons why you wouldn't want to prune azaleas right now. One is for the flowers, as I already said, but the other one is in general a pruning rule that I, I don't like to prune in the fall for aesthetics because pruning does stimulate new growth and you don't want new growth coming on as it's about to get colder because that can cause more long-term damage. So refrain if you can unless you're just trying to do some cleanup and you don't care that you're going to lose the bloom. That's a balance. Mm -hmm. You keep the wife happy but you do what the plant needs. So really, Jack, yep, to answer your question right after they bloom and, you know, gardeners get a little confused. Encore azaleas are so popular. So, I mean, that's just kind of a 
circular pattern of pruning as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and that blooms twice a year or actually multiple times in the year. And so that's always the tricky one. But my rule of thumb for that one is also, also to prune that after the first flush of blooms in spring. Okay, great. Very good advice. Next, we have time for Scott and McDonough. Hi, Scott. Good morning. What can we do for you today? Uh, my wife and I, a couple years ago, we put a Copper King hibiscus down. We had a landscape designer do the pool. Oh, and great. the Copper King hibiscus was a happening plant, I guess, about 10 years ago. And it just, it's done extraordinarily well, but it needs to be divided. When and how vigorously can I divide the plant? Well, I, honestly, I'm not sure you can divide it. I think, you know, are, are you happy where it is? Oh, yeah, uh, I'm, I am happy, but because, like I said, we hired a landscape designer, we've got the Copper King hibiscus, and then you've got the, the different plants all around it where it blooms at different times. But it's, it, I think it needs uh, kind of like the other plants. You dig them up and divide them to where you keep the root systems, or, or, or should I not? I guess it may be a well. This is this question. is this is more of a shrub than like a perennial that you could divide easily because it has multiple growing points underground, and you dig it up and split it up, and everybody's happy. And this would be a great time to do that. But on a hibiscus, um, I just I don't. I'll check on that, but offhand, my gut tells me you don't divide that. You can dig it up and move it, but making more plants out of it by digging it up and splitting it, not so sure you can do that. Now, you could propagate it from vegetative cuttings if you're into that, but that's a whole other conversation. No, I, no, <laughs> that's what I thought. No, that's too much like work. So I, uh, <laughs> I just was hoping, like I said, the Leary Oak, uh, the, uh, uh, the other plant right. that we do, right. you know, the tulip style. But I didn't know. But you don't think that's uh, that's something that you can do? Okay. Uh, uh, I'll double check and I'll let you know on the air if if, if you can. But I'm j- I'm just thinking that you can't. But I'll I'll check and I promise I will. Thank you, sir. You yes, bet. thank you. Thanks for the call, Scott. You drive around safe today. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. The number here on the Lawn and Garden Show. We're going to step out for a break and check weather and traffic, and we'll be back right after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. How appropriate, Scott. You know what I just found in my closet yesterday? I was cleaning things out. An Imperial Starship something or another Star Wars Lego set. No way, really? Yeah, it's like 1,300 pieces. And I'm like, oh i, I got to get rid of this thing. Why, is it still in the original in box? House? Yeah. Still in the original box? Yeah. eBay it. Really? Oh, you'll be rich. Yeah, yeah if it's, if it's scratching my head. plastic and everything all over it, mm-hmm. that's very eBayable for high profits. How funny to hear Star Wars music, and here I am just looking at this 1,300 Lego piece thing going, oh, man. eBayable. Is E-bayable. that a word, or did you just make that up? That's pretty good. It's close enough for government work, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it, too. Trademark that. <laughs> 
Scott Maxim providing us with awesome music and providing me with a weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Want to let you folks know a perfect day for the trick-or-treaters. Partly cloudy skies, highs in the upper 60s and no rain. That's what the kids want to hear. Temperatures drop to the upper 50s during prime trick-or-treat hours. Be sure to bundle up your little goblins overnight around the witching hour. Rain will soak the metro lows in the 50s. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast coming up on WSB. And quickly, we have time to jump out to Betty in Dawsonville. Good morning, Betty. Good morning. What can we do for you? My question is, I have a row of evergreens and azaleas, and I want to cut the evergreens out from in between the azaleas. And I know in some places the azaleas is taken over the evergreens, and in some the evergreens is taken over the azaleas. How long will it take for the azaleas to leaf out where the evergreens were taking over them? So are your evergreens, I mean, sorry, your azaleas, are they deciduous azaleas, so you're starting to lose the leaves now? Oh, no, they're, they're uh, ever. They're evergreen. Uh-huh. So, so they're just not big enough yet to shade out the evergreens. Is that what I'm just trying to get a, a visual no, on this? No, they're, they're huge. They're uh, at least four feet high. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And the evergreens uh, are smaller? What are no. the evergreen plants, Betty? Do you know? No, the leaves are about the size of your thumb, maybe. It's, it's, but, it's a, it's a, it will grow big, and it would take over if I let them, but I don't, okay. I don't so, want them. Okay, so you, you definitely want the azaleas rather than the evergreens. Right. How far apart are they? Or are they just all mixed in together? They're all mixed in together. Okay. They're, every other one is an azalea. You're just, and, you're just, You've got your work cut out for you. And speaking of cutting out, that's what you're going to have to do is cut back the evergreens uh, to the point that you can get down there and eventually dig them out. Because if you don't dig them out and you just cut them back, the evergreens are going to continue to re-sprout and you're going to have this ongoing battle. You've got to eliminate the source at the root, and that's going to require digging them out ultimately or a chain and pulling them out. Now, what would your advice be as far as not damaging the azaleas in the process, just digging carefully to De- get the evergreen root or less... moving the azaleas first? I mean, they seem too large, right? Well, that just sounds like that. a lot of work, mm-hmm. and they, they seem pretty big as it is. Mm-hmm. I would definitely cut back the evergreens to the point that you could get a shovel around the roots. We're not talking about easy work, but if this is what you want to do and you want one to over the other, you've got to eliminate the one you don't want at the roots. Otherwise, you're going to have an ongoing battle. Dig very carefully, right? And now's the time to do that. Anytime. Is, if you're taking them out, anytime yep. is good. Okay, great. Thank you very much for being so patient, Betty. 404-872-0750. Ashley Frasca, Joe Lample, sitting in for Walter Reeves. We'll be back right after news. Yeah! Cookie, 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 start with C. Oh, boy! Cookie, 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 start with C.